Like they like literally he's like, Alright, yeah, I just set it up. Set it up right where my face is. You know who the best McCarthy is? Who's that? Senator Joe. Melissa. Because <laughs> you knew about them damn commies, right? That's right. Jesus. That's that's a deep that's a deep cut for those history fans out there. Hey, look, if he would have got if he would have gotten his way, we'd be in a better place in this country. There'd be no OCD. Be careful, Riley. Be careful when you post this. There'd be no AOC, I mean. Although, we don't have to call him the office anymore. Hey, what do you think of uh, the movie Screwed? <laughs> is that in a mirror? or? <laughs> I don't know, but... Why is he? Why? Why is the door open? I don't know. Maybe well, that's you know, how they roll over. Who shits with? We've been there. <laughs> Mike Vrabel's house. Well, in Nashville. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't like shit with strangers. We don't know how they do things in Tennessee. This is how I watched yesterday too. Sling's <clears throat> got a not a sponsor, but Sling's got a sweet deal where you can watch like TV at night. Sling's great for free right now. So, I just got a text... For, like, five hours. ...from U.S. Cellular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First, I got it saying they weren't going to charge overages through May. Today, it said through July. Okay. So, back in April, or March, the end of March, when they gave me that text, I signed up for the six-month deal of stars mm-hmm. for six months for 25 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watching the fuck out of it. Stars is good. What are you watching? Like Black Landing? Black Landing? Don't, what the fuck is Black like Landing? Show, like, You're thinking of Power, maybe? Maybe. I've been watching no, movies. No, it's like a, like a space show or something. I've been watching movies. Oh, Black Mirror. That's but just... a Black Mirror is a it's like a British show. It's not a... Oh, then fuck that. Fuck those Brits. <clears throat> I want people who speak English. What did you ask about the movie Screwed? Yeah. Like it? <laughs> I've seen it. We've talked about this before on the show. Have we? It's the movie great. screwed. I love Miss Croc. Uh, I don't know why. You don't know why I like Miss Croc? No, I don't know why we talked about it. Oh. What's not to like? I I've never seen Screwed. You're not missing a lot. No, no, no. It's bullshit. not the worst movie I've ever seen, but you're not missing a lot. <laughs> no, it's good. Screwed is uh, probably a little bit before my time. No, it's not. When did Screwed come out? 96. Really? I bet it was out before that. Oh, 2000. Really? See, right in your wheel. Dave Chappelle, Danny DeVito, Norm MacDonald, uh, Sherman Helmsley. Uh, Sarah, yep, Sarah Silverman. <laughs> Back in her prime. Mm-hmm. The old lady that banged her butler. Mm-hmm. Is your sling on break? He's your butler. It was just taking a minute. Hey, Bull Durham's on. Yeah. yeah. That's an overrated piece of shit. Get some of that Sarandon puss, huh? Yeah, how about no? <laughs> she, she, she'd bitch about it with her liberalness. Hey, Nuke Lelouch was all in. So much... Come on, now. This is the top result. <laughs> So let me ask you a question. Where are you 
Okay. I'm in your house. I'm going to ask you a political question about no. yourself. This is going to no, suck. No, no, it's not going to suck. Where, if, where am I? If liberalism is minus five. <clears throat> okay. And yeah. Com- and I'm complete, uh, socialism is minus five. Yeah. And complete fascism is plus five. Where are you on the scale? So you're asking... Like, and zero li- is a moderate. By liberalism, you're talking no, so- like, so- socialism. socialism. Yeah, that's the far end. That's the far end. Where would that's I my, be? Yeah, where I would, would probably be somewhere around like a negative two. Okay. I believe I probably sit somewhere near zero because I, sh- I didn't need that 1200 they sent me, but I was happy to get it. I Every test I've ever taken, I land like right on a fucking access point. Like I am... Yeah. Which means nobody agrees or likes me. Like, I believe everyone should have to work to get what they need. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when you have something like what we're dealing with now, and you lose yeah. your job through nothing in your control. That's yeah. right. Uh, yeah, open up those purse yeah. strings. Yeah, I, be- I, I believe I, yeah. people who need help and can prove that they need help and are you know not abusing the system should get the help that they need. Mm-hmm. Um I think there's a lot of systems that should be like it. I I would love it if they could figure out a free healthcare system like the whole fucking rest of the world yeah, has. Yeah, but they haven't figured that out. That's the it, problem. Let me ask you this though: If this fucking healthcare system that the whole rest of the world had is so great, how come Canadians come here to get surgeries? Right now, the issue is because all the good doctors come here because they get money here and they don't. Here, well, okay, so yeah. it's free, but it ain't worth the shit here's, because none of the good doctors want to work there. And here's the other piece of it. I really wish that, from a medical standpoint, we put a lot more... We tighten the screws on pharmaceuticals and big pharma. Because they're the ones that are, A, preventing cures from coming out. I believe that. And, B, making it impossible for elderly people to be able to afford shit because Medicare doesn't pay for anything. Accurate. So, I think they're the real fucking crooks. Also, that fucking free health care up in Canada. Mm-hmm. We pay fifteen dollars for a case of beer. Or they pay like forty because it's got to be paid for yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So no. just pay for your fucking health care. It's the same shit. <sighs> but I do think in Europe they have a lot of free health care too. Like it's a lot of places. I do think they should be able to offer scales, so it's free for certain people because some people just can't afford it, and then scales based up, not necessarily taxing the rich person, but. If you're making X amount, you should pay more into it than if you're making... Congratulations, Al Jackson. You're off the hook. This is officially our worst episode ever. <laughs> well, we're not even taping I've, I've been recording for about seven minutes, but... Um, hey, what do you prefer? The House of Representatives or the House of Parliament? Well, Go. <laughs> I, I prefer Parliament 100. Let me, wow. Yeah. Those are strong. Parliament 100 slims. Yes. Let me put this at you, though. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. If I were to get family insurance for my family, yeah. like my entire family, yeah, I'd be paying somewhere around three hundred and sixty dollars every check. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. So high. Which is a crazy amount of money. It's stiff. Right. So I, I can't do that. I don't do that. So our kids can get insurance, but now I, my wife can't. I, so I have insurance. My kids have insurance through this. Okay. If, if state, insurance but, were cheaper, though, like it should be. Then hospitals shouldn't be able to charge you $8 for two aspirin. Because, you see, they do that 
So then that means they can build the insurance company, which means they have to raise their premium. Like, if you I think we should be able to at least fix it. If you think $8 for two aspirin is something, they're getting 100 bucks for a bag of saline, man. Right. You see what I'm saying? That's where the problem... And, and because they can charge that and insurance companies are paying for that, that's where the whole thing goes askew. When I was in the ICU, you guys may remember. I do. Uh... And then I wrestled two days afterwards. Never said anything about that. How cool that was. That's amazing. Thank you. It's fucking uh, dumb. Put that, <laughs> put that in your phone. I was in the ICU for four days, and then I wrestled two days after. Uh, fucking dumb. That trip, or that time in the ICU in the well, hospital. Like, probably ten grand, right? 13000 Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. You were there like two days, right? Four. Four. I was, I was in the hospital for four days. Yeah, you got a bargain. Did you four get days. an old-fashioned? Uh, no, but I got woken up every 10 minutes because that's how often they have to check on you in the ICU. Yeah. Right. And that's what I'm saying. That shouldn't cost that. He also had a case of the shy penis. My knee was, my knee was less, but my knee was a surgery done in one day. Okay. My knee was 10. The biggest thing you paid for out of that 13000 was the fact that you laid in that bed. That I stayed. Right. But I had to stay because they had, they... I hear you. I hear you. So, you figure the bed cost you $2,500 a day, and then the rest of it went for whatever medication and monitoring they did of you. Right. Seriously, worst fucking episode ever. I mean, that's interesting stuff. Some of this is going to interest somebody. We have a lot of older people who listen. We don't. (laughs) We have a lot of people who listen. We don't. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, we're basically doing it for our own... We're just recording our own conversations. The reason reason we don't have the listenership we should have is because we're inconsistent. But we are more consistent than Jake is. (laughs) Shout out to Kuba. We love you. We love you, buddy. Kat, do you need some help? You want to count us in? We might as well. Yeah, sure. You want some sashimi? No, good. All right. Five, three, two, one. It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. And love and tradition of the grand design. Some people say it's even harder to find Well then there must be some magic clue Inside these hey. We're sequestered And it is the Ross Family Matters Podcast uh, Listen to us because you can only masturbate so much Right Yeah, and you should probably start now <laughs> yeah, you can go again by the time the episode's over. Especially if there was the stinger beforehand where you heard all of our politic talking. <laughs> I'm sure they're beating off you guys <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. that House of Parliament talk really got me going. <laughs> so we have no, no real guests, but we might call some people. We have no real topics, but we do have some carryover about wrestling rumors. Yep, we actually did have some topics come through. Oh, good. But then we're going to talk about them. I just am happy to be talking about something other than the big news that's out there, that that white elephant in the room. Me too, man. Because last night, whether you're supposed to or not, I got together with two buddies. We drank some beers in a garage. And that's all we 
talked about. Mm-hmm. Because that's all there really is to talk about. So, what you been got going on? <laughs> uh, beers in the garage and work. We can talk about the shitty Packer draft. We could, but... I'm sure it'll come up at some point. Um, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm in a promo battle. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. So, yeah, so who, put, who put that together? Uh, Tiny. Oh, fucking great. He did. He did. <laughs> uh, I also received an invitation. Mm, yeah, like you did. You said no. I respectfully declined. Mm, yeah. Great. In fact, my direct quote was, no thank you. It was very polite. You were Wonderful. very polite about it. Yeah, I was politely not asked. By the way, you're my manager in most places, so could you <laughs> yeah, go no. ahead and no, sorry. cut my promo for me? No, so I don't, sorry. Because, you know, Mike's skills aren't necessarily my talents. Yeah, well, I got something to say. Oh, okay. Lay, lay it on us, Tuna. Here we go. Lay it on us, Big Tuna. I understand that the lack of disrespect I get is because people want to have their preconceived ideas. I just want to tell you. There's no lack of it. <laughs> you <gotta keep laughs> You've got plenty of plenty it. Plenty of disrespect. Right. There's plenty of it, and I'm sick of it. And you know what it is? I told you this the other day. I've been nothing but nice to people who probably didn't deserve my kindness for all these fucking years. I need to be more like a dick like you guys. Oh. What? What? It's, it... Really, it's just me. The only time I've ever been a dick is when I laughed in that guy's face when he asked me to break down the ring. You really did. That's the only time. Well, that's a little rough. Uh, no, that was fantastic. That was fantastic. Who was the guy? Uh, some ring rental dude out of Indiana for the uh, Ox Baker Jr. group. Oh, okay, okay. That was uh, when Legacy or was or Ice was it Ice or Legacy? It was Ice. Ice was running in the Waukesha. Oh yeah. Uh, never seen him before that. Never seen him after that. Yeah. I think Lane laughed him right out of the business. You think he retired after that? No, I think he really disliked me though. Probably, <laughs> probably still does. Yeah. He's uh, probably got a list in his room. Yep. And he applies lipstick while he <laughs> picks out names to uh, decide who's getting it. Hmm. So you better track him down and call him and apologize. Which, by the way, I, from time to time, I don't mind helping tear down or set up. That's just part of the business. That's okay. Harley right? Hellcat used to tear down. Oh, we're going to go right into it. Uh, all right? Are we? I got a thing here. Okay. All right? I got a topic. Let yeah. me pull it out of my imaginary hat. Okay? All right. You're Harley Hellcat. Uh-huh. And you have to explain to Scott that there's a coronavirus. But we're not going to talk about the coronavirus. <laughs> You're not. Harley Hellcat is. God damn it. <laughs> all right. Let's hear it. All right. It Tell it to me again. I'm Harley Hellcat. Harley Hellcat. You're explaining to Scott. that uh, About the coronavirus. About the coronavirus. Yeah. All right, Scott, I'm going to ask you to cover your food just because of the extended breathing that has to take place. I got sashimi. You got to be safety, <laughs> safe on your sashimis. Scott, don't panic about my breathing. I always breathe like this. But, but did you hear? Did you hear about the pandemic? There's, there's a pandemic going on. It's from China, but we're not... We're not allowed to say it's from China, because that's racism. They call, they call it COVID. Ooh, ooh. Hey, is that sashimi? They call, they call it COVID-19. And, and it makes, makes your lungs pop. Makes, makes your lungs pop. It's like, pop, 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 pop. Oh, shit, I gotta sit down. Oh, oh. It's real bad. 
People get it. Oh, oh, they're closing bars. They're closing restaurants. You can't see a movie. You can't. You can't even go to the strip club. I mean, I know I said bars, but I want to make sure we all understand. It's the same thing. Whew. Hey, you're gonna eat that lemon, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Harley Hellcat explains COVID-19. <clears throat> and just not to uh, let you off the hook, Scott, if you could uh, if you could uh, act out Doug Dillon making a sandwich during a <laughs> pandemic uh, while Vic narrates the, the acting. <laughs> little, little pre-sandwich stretch there. Oh, the bread is out. Into his elbow, ladies and gentlemen. It's important. And now the mayonnaise has been healthily spread upon the bread. Oh, he's out of breath. Is it Corona? Is it Corona? Nope. Just a fat fucker making a sandwich. Wait, is it a gripper? Is it the Corona gripper? Nope. The sandwich is full effect. Still wiping that mayo on there. It is hot. Oh, nope. We got some lunch meat laid on that sandwich. More elbow coughing from the Corona. Oh, more bread on the sandwich. Oh, oh. oh he's holding his lungs. Is he going to have to call 911? Is he going to need a respirator? Should he drink bleach? Yes. All right. So that's the, there you go. There's the Ross family, uh, coronavirus, greatest hits, Engelbert Humperdinck by the pool. Hey, uh, what's your favorite <clears throat> Humperdinck song? Oh, gosh. Uh, there's so many choices. Oh, God. How about After the Lovin'? <laughs> you know what? I'll accept that because I can't name one. Okay. Uh, yeah. Not to let you off the hook on the coronavirus. Yeah, sure. Yeah. How do you feel about it? I don't. It's fine. I don't care. That's it. I mean. I mean, you like everything else. I yeah, thought maybe you'd yeah. like the coronavirus. It's never done anything personal <laughs> to me. I, you know. Okay. All right. All right. <clears throat> what do you want me to do? I, no, I, no. I'm just I mean, checking. it's cost me some bookings, but so has a number of things. So. <laughs> did you a favor? Did you a favor? So. Now you can rest your back and your knee and whatever else ails you. Yeah, actually, I'm I'm under a three hundred. Hey, nice, nice. work. I heard Juan said the coronavirus cost him some bookings, and I said no, it was his talent. Yikes. No, oh. don't do that. Oh. You're going to, ooh. I'm kidding. No, he's got it coming. He canceled on us. Not today, but he canceled on us. Now, today we'd understand. Hey, uh, you want to call Jake? Because Mel Kuyper's best available is a guy from Wisconsin, as uh, the linebacker Zach Bond. You want to get the uh, you want to get the lowdown from Jake on Zach Bond? Uh, you'd have to call him because I'm not important enough since we're on draft talk right now sure am i the only one that remembers the packers gave up like 250 rushing yards in their last game of the season no last year? i remember it that's why i wanted them to draft queen yeah, and they lost their their top tackler which you know yes he always gave up five yards before he tackled well him, he but... was supposed to he's a middle linebacker yeah, he, yeah, that's I, where he lines up i get it but they still gave him up so like they have nobody in the middle right now they don't have. Oh, they have Kursky. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. They signed Christian Kursky. Yeah. But he's oft injured. So. There's our guest for the day. Jack. Oh, no, Jack. Baby Jack. 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 Baby Jack. 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 Jack
<clears throat> would you guys like me to read some of these? Uh... Of course. So we're still working on... Uh, we filled our nonsense portion, uh, which there'll be more of. But... Did we get any more topics? Oh, yeah. You want to do the topics first? Let's do the topics first. So hit the top. You hit the topics. Cause... Oh, I got to find them. Because I got the the other thing pulled up. I'll right? tell you what. Let's intersperse. Okay, so you want me to, to knock one in here? Yeah, while well, I look this up. Right, is one of the topics, just... what's your favorite sushi roll? Is it a sashimi? Well, sashimi is my favorite entree, but the roll itself. Are you, like, are you a dragon roll guy? What's uh, I like uh, I like a good spicy California. Okay. I don't eat that much. So, like, you're thinking like red hot chili peppers? Yeah, usually. Like, if they were sushi, they'd be... Yeah. You know, red hot chili peppers are pretty uh, pretty good. <coughs> Not the Corona. <clears throat> Did anybody from them get it? Um, they're probably immune to everything. At, <laughs> at this point, and I'm happy to knock this wood as I say this, I don't personally know anyone who has gotten it. And hopefully we keep it that way. All of us. Hey, but before we get into this, can I ask this question? The other morning I get home from work. Yeah. Right? And I put TV on, and it is the show Inside Edition, which is... Is that North, still on? It is. Is that, is that Deborah Norville? So typically... Uh, maybe. So typically that's like a, like a Hollywood show, right? But because there's no Hollywood news, they're talking Corona. Okay. I feel like Inside Edition was a uh, mixed news. Sort of news, but not really. <laughs> yeah. but, Wait, is, all right. is that the one that Bill, what's his name, was on? Oh, 25 years yeah. ago, yeah. What was it, yeah. Bill Simmons? Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly, yeah. And then also that the guy, uh, from, Tiger the guy King? from Tiger King. Yes. Yeah. Rick Kirkham? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they had a story. Guy was in the hospital, on the respirator, given a 20% chance to live. Okay. Wife goes on Facebook, posts the story. Mm-hmm. Guy sees it. He had recovered, and that's what they wanted. They wanted somebody that had recovered so they can get the antibodies from the plasma, right? Mm-hmm. Drives 150 miles, gives the plasma. Guy has a full recovery. They had a fucking cookout to celebrate this guy's clean bill of health, oh, right? Yeah. Now, let me ask this question. If this works, why aren't we doing this fucking everywhere? Doing what? The... Taking the people that have recovered, oh, yeah. making them give up a pint of plasma, and fixing these fucking people that are dying. Well, they're, they, because there's no money in that. They're, they're doing that with a lot of people. That's what. That's why so many people have to get sick and then give their blood before they can actually plus, make a vaccine. Plus there's no money in it, plus Bill Gates wants to kill half the population. All right. Whoa, Jesus, Illuminati. <laughs> Woo! Is it Bill Gates or is it the government? Well, I think it's all. It's all. I think it's the World Health Organization. Because Bill Gates. not everybody remembers this, but I remember it. When Obama was president, oh, this is not a shot at Obama. Oh, here we go. He put in a law where when somebody dies, when they leave their stuff behind, it's a double tax. Okay. So it went from like 12% to 28% that the government gets of your dead guy money now. Okay. That you don't get to leave. So, yeah, they passed out checks, but they're also reaping the benefits of these people dying. For the record, I don't necessarily believe that Bill Gates and the World Health Organization are the devil, but I do believe that the government doesn't care if old and, old and poor people die. That's fair. Because they're no longer giving to the economy. 
they're takers, so therefore there's no incentive to get them help. In conclusion, I am not a kook. <laughs> but well, you would agree with that. Right? I mean, they're not going to kill them off, but they're not going to fall over themselves. Right. You don't have to pay Social Security out to a corpse. Right. So I don't think it's a conspiracy. I'm just saying they're like, oh, I'll get there, but let me go make the sandwich first. Well, not. Well, see, we're talking. Thanks, we're talking about it again. We are. Let's get. Let's get on the wrestling talk. Um. So number twenty six. Yeah. We're on number. We did twenty five on the first one. Okay. Uh, so, really? Yeah, we got through twenty five of them. That we we didn't talk in depth about a lot of them because you know a lot of them are just like yeah I can see that happening. Oh. <clears throat> but well, I can uh, see that happening. But uh, so this one is. Rip Rogers once pulled Barry Windham's keys out of a commode filled with shit and Jack Daniels after a particularly hard night of partying with his bare hands. He was partying with his bare hands? Well, I mean, he pulled he the keys the, out with the, the, the shit. Keys. Which, if... So, there's a lot missing from this story, right? Well, no, there isn't. No, because I can see Rip Rogers what touching shit. They were they wrote together. Here's what the keys fell in the fucking shit. You need Barry the keys Wyndham to leave. Barry Windham got liquored up. Yeah, he took a big old shit. Yeah, and then somewhere in the process, he dropped his keys into the fucking bowl. Yeah, or vomited. Didn't want to go in after it. Yeah, yeah. Rip Rogers went in after it. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Hey, I, we have two really good friends that would throw shitty toilet paper at each other. They sure would. So <laughs> shit, <laughs> call it shit wars. Yeah, so. As discussed on this very pro- podcast. So do I think Rip Rogers might touch shit once in a while? Yeah. Which, by the way, I'm glad that's not a game that we have taken. No, that off. I'll play Turtle. I'm not playing shit wars. <laughs> Yeah, there'll be no shit work. Although somebody threw some toilet paper at you in a casino in Canada once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was that all? <laughs> and I oh. laughed real hard about it. All right. All right. <laughs> Here's a topic that was submitted. Okay. How much coke was Randy Savage on during his promos? During his how so enough to kill an elephant. We have to we have to break this down into a couple different things, right? Uh, I feel like Randy Savage was just naturally intense. Okay, yeah. that's that's yeah. point that's, one. That's accurate. That's point one. Yeah, you're right. No, and he had that voice. That was just naturally his voice. Right. Okay. Number two. Everybody was on a shit ton of coke in the eighties. They were okay. They were. Elizabeth was on coke. Yeah. Savage was on coke. Yeah. The guy cutting the promo behind the camera was on coke. Steve Howe. There was probably a room filled with coke that they were all just hitting because they did what, like fourteen hours of promo at that time. You would just go NBA. in and <clears throat> you would just. <laughs> yeah, the the Detroit Pistons on coke. Al Pacino. Al Pacino, tons of coke. Yeah. Yep. Like if so. That's a lot of coke. <laughs> So, so how much coke do I feel like Randy Savage was on? I would say a normal amount of cocaine for the 80s mixed with his natural personality. You also missed the fact that he was probably on a little bit of steroids all oh, the uh, time. Yeah, yeah. You could, Oh yeah, he got progressively larger fairly quickly. Do you like, think he also added to his coke high by um, sucking down a couple pots of coffee? I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. So. All right, we're back to your list oh. now. <clears throat> All right. Jesus. Huh. Excuse me, doctor. 
All right. Uh, By the way, are the Jets going to acquire every former Redskin wide receiver? The goddamn Jets. <laughs> you mean like occasionally the Vikings are the retirement home for the Packers? Yeah, because the Jets have uh, Doxton, Doxton and uh, Jay Crowder, Jameson Crowder. So, yeah. yeah. Shoot high. Get that Get that uh, Redskin receiving court. Go ahead. At an indie show, Sabu, who once asked me for pills and also had Jason Masters uh, verbally, verbally below, below him, him yes. uh, had oral sex on one of the valets in the locker room. But when one of the other wrestlers asked him if it was good, he said something along the lines of, smell my mustache. Do you, do you believe that? Yes. It's, I don't see why not. It's, I mean, it might be the one he travels with. Again, if we're breaking this down, that ECW locker room and everybody that came out of that ECW locker room is a shit show. We're, <laughs> some shits happened in Philadelphia and it kind of spread out, right? They're, those were shitty. Some of those people were pretty shitty people. Oh, yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, that's a shitty locker room to be in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then if you think about like them drifting over. Thank God they had a voice of reason like New Jack. <laughs> And then if you think that they drifted over into, like, the Indiana way and ended up in Ian Rotten's locker room, which yeah. had to be even worse before they, you know, it, it's just, it's a wrestling locker room. People back in the day before women were respected, back which in the day. took a long time in the wrestling business, far longer than any other business. Except in televangelism. Oh, yeah, I don't, <laughs> still, you know, what? Uh you know that's what the women in locker rooms were that's why they were there because they were banging a wrestler or a wrestler wanted to bang them that's fair that that that's that's not maybe the nicest thing to say about them wait a minute hold on okay oh. here oh. we go are you saying Kamanawana Leia <coughs> wasn't there for her talent she was but her talent was shaking her ass I may be implying that like uh and, and it sucks. It's it 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 just does, you know. But would uh, you say that locker room was filled with toxic masculinity? I would say every locker room, for the most part. So um, I'm I'm gonna say this. Other than one or two, two women, I would suggest that from like ninety one, and maybe even ninety. To about 96, mm -hmm. women basically disappeared from wrestling. Like, WWF, WCW, neither one of them had a ladies division for yeah. a long time. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were bringing cool. them in from Japan yeah. when they had them, and then they had right. uh, Medusa. But they were, they were dabbling, and that's what it was. When Medusa was in WCW, they brought in Japanese women to face her. Yep. When she jumped to WWE, they brought in Japanese women to face her. And birth And birth of faith. Yep. And that was it. Yeah, yeah. Jumping bomb angels. That was 80s, I think. Yeah, that was definitely angels. 80s, yes. 87, 88. Anybody a fan of the jumping bomb angels? They were something. And then you got this period in the early thousands where they started to look like they could be decent workers when you had like your Trish Stratuses mm -hmm. come in. and uh, I don't want to say Lita, but Lita I'll tell compared, you what. compared to what was there before. Trish Stratus was awful when she started. But she worked really hard and got a lot better. Would you say she got good? 
by the time she was. I there. would yeah. say she got good. Yep. But then you look again, like your '06 to like whenever they started the women's re- revolution thing. That probably like ten. When they were doing the diva search and signing everybody off the diva like search. Ashley Mazzaro. Ooh, those were bad. Yeah. Those were bad, bad, bad people at wrestling. Yeah, I would agree with all that. So. All right. Yeah. Who had more lack of personality? Dean Malenko? Uh Steve Blackman? Or Lance Storm? Steve Blackman. Steve Blackman's the worst. Malenko, he had... He he showed character yeah, in his facials and his double seven gimmick. Remember the he, oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, Landstorm's gimmick. Landstorm had a sneaky amount of charisma. He could cut a promo. Yeah. He had dry humor. Yeah. yeah. I would not say Landstorm's promos were bad. No, I agree. With That's you. fair. Yeah. But uh, Steve Blackman was just waving sticks around. What, glue, what's wrong with that picture? Uh, Phil Belichick that, left. <laughs> he left when you're on the clock. I don't have time for this shit. <laughs> you know what I like. Who left the window open? I'm gonna go bang my girlfriend. Um, yeah, I think Blackman. I just Blackman didn't. He didn't have the charisma outside the ring. He didn't have the promo charisma. And you're right. Like even the selling and the facial. He just. I don't know. He was just. He was what he was. He was a martial arts guy. Yeah. For those of you that hear Baby Jack Jack in the background, he's playing. He's not being tortured in any way. Yeah, and he's like three rooms away. So. And now, uh, and now, uh, Steve Blackman does bail bonds. Does he really? He does. Yeah, he's uh, he, he even tried to hunter. get a TV show out of it, but it didn't happen. Really? Probably because of a continued lack. Of course. <laughs> Hi, do you need somebody to get caught? Check me out with these two sticks. I could, I could just let me give you a setup for an episode. His, his Woody, his assistant, will come in there. Like, like Steve, Steve, we gotta go catch this guy. He's he he jumped bail. He didn't show up for court. Okay. All right, let's let's get in the truck. Hey, seriously, just come out or I'll beat your ass. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even playing. <laughs> All right, this is a long one. Oh, uh, and I'm uh, yes. just gonna oh. read this one verbatim because it's so goddamn long. There was this dude called John Arezzi, who John Arezzi, John Arezzi, who hosted a radio show and did some promoting. Facts. <clears throat> he promoted a AAA tour around the U.S. and insisted on using woman as a manager for psychosis because he used to be in love with her. The promoter or psychosis? I would assume John Arezzi, since he's the one insisting on using her. Conan, if you say it that way, or Conan. Or (laughs) Alay. Ariba La Raza uh, was booking, (laughs) what was it? It was like, up the race. Up the race, yes. uh, Conan. Yes, that's what it translates to. Was booking Baja, California. And since he was friends with woman from ECW, he got her to do a small tour around Tijuana, Mexicali. Doing donkey shows? After a Tijuana, I think, show, everybody went back to their rooms. The Tijuana guys just stayed at home. Conan shared a room with his buddies, and woman had her own room. Very late, in the midnight, somebody started screaming and pounding hard on Conan's door. 
He opened the door, and it was a half-naked Nancy Sullivan whose face was a mess. They let her in, and she told them that she got high with metal, and they were about to fuck. But he was so fucking wasted that he couldn't get it up from all the shit he'd been doing all day. So he started biting her ass really hard. She hit him in the face with something to get him off. He then hit her back, and she just escaped as soon as she could. At the time, Conan was scared because he didn't want to get on Pena's bad side by having an argument with Metal, and he was afraid it would cost him his WCW job if this got to Sullivan. Years later, I told him, I don't know who I is in this case. Correct. Um, if Sullivan had found out about it, he probably would have gone down to Mexico and cut Metal's balls off. Mm-hmm. He then said, not really. He probably beats her up even worse. Okay. So I think the, There's a lot there to unpack. There's a lot of unpacking. Yes, Kevin Sullivan beat Nancy. That we know. I don't know that. Oh. You know what my biggest takeaway from that whole story was? That nobody ever needed to bring up the name John Arezzi. Yeah, he had nothing to do with yeah. Well, other than the fact that the reason she was on the AAA show was because, you know. Okay, so I believe Kevin Sullivan beat Nancy. <clears throat> What was there? Is there record of that? Well, there's a lot of people. Uh, if you watch the documentary, the Benoit documentary, that said, yeah, that was part of the reason that she left or was leaving, looking to leave Sullivan. In the end, that did not turn out so well. Correct. However, (laughs) the other thing that I do believe in that story is Conan is a punk bitch who won't stand up for anybody but himself, and that's not even himself because there was that video a couple months ago of him getting slapped around. So, that I believe as well. Do I believe that Metal and Nancy hooked up? I don't know. I I tend to lean to no, but who knows? Or, or try to yeah. look up. Yeah. So. That was a lot of reading and not a lot to talk about. Hold on, I gotta, gotta figure this out. Alright. The cat is just into me right now, man. It's Orale, right? Because I got... O-R... A L E. Viva la Rasa. Okay, okay, okay. Up the race. Well, that's amazing. I think we've talked too much about Conan already. Huh? All right, go ahead. You All like right. this shirt? You want to touch it? No. That's quite enough. <laughs> no. That's how that <laughs> translates. All right. Uh, sensational or scary Sherry Martel. Yeah. Or Miss Elizabeth. Who would I rather? It that's literally all it says. Okay. Like uh, okay. I've never met Miss Elizabeth. I've met Sherry Martell. I thought she was we, a very cool person. Um I changed shoes with her once. I've heard. I know she was very down to earth compared to Elizabeth, from what I've heard, just because not not in a bad way. I'm not saying Elizabeth was bad. I'm just saying, you know, Maybe a little bit sheltered under the Macho Man era. Right, uh, in the room, next to the room with the cocaine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say Sherry. Uh, I'd say Sherry, hands down. Yeah. Like, you would, you're saying you would want to sleep that with is... Sherry more so. Yeah, okay. Is basically what you you're that. saying. Because, because she's got more experience, but I, I, I well, think I don't know Elizabeth, if she's got more experience. I think I Elizabeth know, was a more attractive... That. Personally, I think Elizabeth was more attractive okay. than Sherry. Yeah, I don't think Sherry was unattractive. I think what was funny about the way they portrayed her is how, like, how they put... like 
weird makeup on her to make her not look attractive. Sherry was hands down a better worker. Sherry was oh a wrestler. Oh my god, yes. They Sh- had to put makeup on her to make her less attractive because she was a villain. Right, she was a villain. In right. fact, getting going back to this earlier conversation that you had, Indeed. Sherry may be the last like uh, bastion of like that real wrestling group of women in the 80s to 90s before, before the, yeah, before yeah, the, the sure. drought. Yeah, her and Medusa might be the the last American one because and it's probably all because Moolah's got too old to consistently work. Right. And, and, she, and she probably stopped pimping people out. <clears throat> Stop it. That's that's what it was, right? Which part? The pimping? Yeah, she was pimping. And Lezen. She was pimping in Lezen. <laughs> that could be a tag team. <laughs> they already had that. I think it was Mandy Rose and Sonia Deville. Oh, I like Mandy Rose. Yeah, I know. We all know. <laughs> hey, everybody. You're wearing a t-shirt that says it. Pimping in Lezen. not. <coughs> all right. The Natural Butch Reed. Out. <clears throat> <laughs> Has pissed on the carpet and or furniture of every motel he's ever stayed in. Maybe. Uh, like, it's not the least believable thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, but. I mean, Again, this is wrestlers. Like, I get it. They're gross. They're gross people. Yeah, I can see that. But, alright, so here's my question. Why? All right. <laughs> not necessarily why, as in why would you do it, because he might think it's funny. But as a guy who has to stay in hotels mm-hmm. on the reg, why would you do it? Yep. You might get that room back. I I don't know. Maybe it's a pro- like he, maybe it's a dog thing. Like maybe he thinks he owns. He's marking his territory. Maybe he gets drunk. And now, hear me out. I had a buddy who used to get drunk and would like randomly just pee, head towards the bathroom and end up peeing anywhere but the bathroom. That's a blackout drunk. I've been the victim of that. I lost a coffee table and a vacuum cleaner. I peed down a laundry chute once. Because you were drunk? Well, I don't think I was drunk. I just was tired. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I'm just going to go on to the next one because it's also related. Pee related? No, it's a hotel relation. All right. Uh, It's Johnny Valentine. So mm-hmm. Greg Valentine. I know who father. he is. I'm, I'm well. Not everybody listening. Oh, right I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. Arab. All on. right. Uh, he would take a dump in every hotel room he was in and strategically place it where it couldn't be found easily, like on the inside of bedposts. Okay. He did what? He would take a dump and put it somewhere in the hotel room where it wasn't easily found, like inside a bedpost. Okay. Or I got you. So here's what we used to do. Oh, Packers pick, by the way. All right, let's see how we screw the pooch on this. And then we'll get back it to Johnny be the Valentine's South scat. <laughs> Running back. What the actual fuck? Are you fucking kidding me? He's a third-team All-American. Anyway, um... Good thing that there won't, there might not be a season this year because six and ten would be rough to sit through. Okay, so how much Chinese food can this guy eat? AJ Dillon, the guy we just drafted. Yeah, I don't know why that's we... what happened the last time we went high on a running back. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Jesus he was God. good for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, until he discovered crab rangoon. If, if, <laughs> if I'm, you know what? If I'm Rodgers, maybe just retire now. 
Maybe they'll cut you and you can sign with the Bears. Okay, so here we go. Um, when we were in high school, we used to take milk. Okay. Jesus. And we would hide it. Um, okay. In like different bookcases in different classes, and see who would um. See how long it would go before it would get detected. It was more of a way to to test our cleaning crew to see if they actually cleaned behind the bookcases or not. Okay. So I understand. Maybe he was testing uh, the cleaning crew. He uh, has been described as a notorious river in different shoots and books. Uh-huh. I 100% believe that that could have happened. And old school ribs were harsh, by the way. Oh, yeah. Compared to, like, again, you know, women not treated well. Men not necessarily treated, treated well. well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're in a wrestling locker room uh, at any point from, I don't know, the beginning of wrestling locker rooms until, like, 2012, you're not getting treated well. Right. Um, it, it, they were not great place. And I'm sorry, I know that's your guy, kind of your guys' areas there. but What? Our areas? I was there, too. Um, not being for like now? eight eight years, but hey, I'm not even. I'm in my own house, and I'm not getting treated. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is there anything else in that? There in are. The tonic? There are topics. A couple. Okay. Uh, guilty pleasure wrestler that most people hate. <clears throat> um, gosh. Yeah, it's a thinker. I well, I would have originally, but I think people have kind of come around to them. Um. I would say I used to say it was the Miz. Okay. But guilty pleasure. I, I like John Cena. Okay. So does that count? Yeah, I've, it, I've never had can. an issue with John Cena. Um, I think a current guy who is, that maybe isn't on everybody's radar. Uh, let me think about that. Well, you, you 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 go over it. I'm thinking. I'm trying to think. Like, I feel, honestly, because the first couple people, and this might just be because of how we were talking before, uh, like, I feel like uh, Jerry Lynn was a very good wrestler if he wasn't talking. That was enjoyable yeah, to watch. I don't know that people hated him, though. Yeah, but he didn't really ever... Asc- he he got close, but he never really ascended to any sort of level, right? Okay. Uh, and, and Lance Storm. I don't think people hated him either, but... Like, I don't think that they... I think I got one. Max potential. And uh, not going to be popular. Okay. In fact, I can hear you yelling already, Scott. Is it PN News? Uh, Nope. Uh, Nope. It was uh, the 1-2-3 kid. Ooh. Jesus. Balls. I first saw him in... But he hates you. Fuck him. He hates me too, but he... Yeah. Uh, In Global... First saw him in Global, Balls. feuding with Working. Jerry Lynn. Yeah, Jerry Lynn. And other than briefly with ti- uh, Tiger Mask match, I had never seen anything like that. As far as like the cannonball jumps off the top rope and hitting the guy with your back, okay, out to the floor. Um, different kicks he was throwing. Like this was '91, so I had not seen stuff like that before. So I was in. Excuse me. Then he joined. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I know. It's all over the place now. Um, then he joined WWF, and he got the big surprise win over Razor Ramon after losing the first couple weeks on TV. Mm-hmm. With a and, different name every week, which I enjoyed. Correct. And again, 
I was in. And then he started to get a push, and it was just kind of like, eh, it's not really believable for him to beat that guy. Because he's little. Yeah, well, uh, what but was the name he used later on in his career? X-Pac. X-Pac! <laughs> yeah, I hate that. Um, sorry. I had everything I ever wanted. <laughs> what about, what do you think people's opinions are of uh, Dolph Ziggler? I think Dolph Ziggler is a good wrestler. Oh, I do too. That's I think Dolph Ziggler is an incredibly athletic wrestler, a good wrestler. I also think he's a chronic overseller. Okay. I guess the yeah, other... Yeah, I'd have a hard time arguing against that. <laughs> I guess the other one I would have to say now, because the mouth-breathing internet wrestling community has turned on her now, I'd say Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair's great. I know she is. but yeah. And everybody thought she was too until she got pushed, and now they're all just... You know what? What a toxic environment. You think politics is toxic. Man, oh man, get on that. Stupid, some of these stupid chat boards. It's it's the exact same thing, only the participants on the wrestling board are about 20 IQ points lower. The only yeah. person I think they've done really wrong out of that whole thing has been Bailey. Bailey had such a good gimmick going for her, and now she has nothing. Well, I mean, she's the women, well, women's well, champ there. Right. But, like, there's just no, like, that was a good character that they could have done so much with, and they just didn't. They just chose not to. It's easier for that character to connect on a small scale like it did in NXT than it is on the big show because she can't walk the WrestleMania ramp and hug a thousand kids on the way to the ring. She can't hug anybody now. Well, correct. Air hugs. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's easier to connect with 400 people in a building than it is 40,000. By the way, when is Nia Jax going to get shit-canned? I don't know. Did she hurt somebody? Yeah. Again? Did yeah, she, she really? Carrie Sane on her fucking head. Is she back? Who? Not yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen her. Yeah. Oh god. Um. But uh, overall, like, is Charlotte Flair her dad? No. Is any wrestler ever going to be her dad? No. Right. Not really. Neither of the Rhodes boys was Dusty. Yep. But they're perfectly. But they're crusty. perfectly. <laughs> they're crusty. Yeah. Perfectly capable wrestler. Far better than I am. Right. Agreed. And nobody should nobody should be in any place to judge anybody who they know is actively better than they are. Accurate. In this business. I'm Okay, I see what you're. I see no. what you're doing over no, here. No, 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 no. Furrowed no. brow no. over I'm here. I'm gonna tell you why that's wrong. Because there are just because there's people, many, 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 probably everybody I shared a ring with. That's better than me doesn't mean that I don't know what no. good should look like. No. See, that's the difference, though. That's accurate. The too. fact, the fact that you know what it's supposed to look like doesn't makes them not better than you. Right. Well. Right. But somebody better than me, I can still say Physi- isn't good. Physically better and mentally better are two different things. You I, can... Hey, I never directed a movie, but I know a piece of shit when I sit <laughs> right, through it. Right. Is it screwed? <laughs> no. no. Okay. <laughs> no, it's fake honey mask. So. Uh, oh. Shots fired. I, we'd like to have him on the show as a guest. Would we? I would. Really? I, I feel the heat. I'd rather have Buck back. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Zoom <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Shawn Michaels 
supposedly invited three hot girls back to his hotel room. Believe he, that? Yeah, it sounds believable to me. He told them all to get naked and get on their knees. He okay. whips out his ding dong, and the girls figure it's going to be a suck fest. Yeah. I expect more excitement over Suckfest. It's not my Suckfest. Suckfest! <laughs> Suckfest 96! <laughs> the search for Sean's smile. By the way, the way it's written here, if I can just bounce out of it, the way it's written here is just like this is a common thing. Oh! Are, oh, we're gonna have a Suckfest? <laughs> are you digging for treasure over there? I am. Uh, Scott, you ever have a Suckfest? Uh, no. <laughs> What about you? Suck fest? I can't say that I have had a suck fest. If you listen to this show, whoever you are, Monica, uh, you ever have a suck fest? Monica, just... I got a feeling you've been part of a suck fest. <laughs> it's just a hunch. Can anybody can anybody validate whether or not suck fests are a thing? Because if they're a thing, and I and I'm just finding out about it now after being married for I, well, hang on. Several years. I gotta say they must be a thing because I saw the Motley Crue biopic. And let me say this, okay? If you're feeling left out of the suck fest now that you're a married man, the quality of the three women you could bring back to your house for a suck fest, it would be a suck fest, but not the kind you're thinking of. By the way, so he gets them all to the room, okay? Yes. Tells them to get naked. Yes. Has them get down on their knees. Do you think there's a point where one of the women turns to the woman next to her and he, she goes, oh, it's a suck fest. <laughs> and then she goes, oh. Yeah, maybe. And then, like, maybe the one on the far end on the right goes, is this your first one? <laughs> right. Or, right. Or even comes in and goes, what's a suck fest? <laughs> you know, like, oh, you'll pick it up. <laughs> it's uh, just a series of high fives. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm new to this. Uh, what do I do? Just follow my lead. <laughs> Uh, either way, the girls figure it's going to be a suck fest. Uh, but instead, he pro- he proceeds to take a piss in each of their mouths, which R. Kelly told me he it, believes his story is true. <laughs> is a single piss, right? Because it's not like he fully yeah, peed in yeah, one's mouth. I would assume it would be like much like a, like a sprinkler. Spray, yeah, a sprinkler. A spray through. Yes. Well, I've heard again. I, I, again, this is all things we've heard from people we feel we trust from time to time right sure um he was an asshole he said it yeah um and a lot of times fueled by drugs and alcohol um so i would say i believe that yeah so as much as the 80s was about cocaine the 90s was about soma what what i'd like to know though is who who reported it (laughs) to Meltzer? and this isn't probably Meltzer. But, like, was one of the Suckfest participants, did they call the hotline and say, hey, I got something to report? See, when you when you have a newsletter and you need hot scoops, sometimes you put on a wig and let a dude piss in your mouth. <laughs> listen, listen, the call was like, I was just, I thought it was just going to be a normal Suckfest. Right. And then he pissed in my mouth. Is this Meltzer? <laughs> I've told you. I've told you the one to call. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, if Lane had a black hole on his shoulders, oh, and who says he fuck? doesn't? What? Would his pants still fall down? So the gravity would the gravity of the black of the hole black hole pull your pants hold my upward pants up. towards the black <clears throat> hole. I think 
scientifically, yes. And if I know who sent this question, they are a very believer in science, and scientists are never wrong unless they disagree with the president or agree with the president that he hates. It's so not. You're thinking it's. Not it's you're thinking it's yeah. It's not. I'm going to say it has. It has to keep them up, right? Um, I think the whole world's over if I have a black hole on my shoulder. That's it's, true. I want to cover the fact that Lane's pants don't fall down. No. Oh. Lane pulls the strap, and the weight of the singlet weighs the pants down. Because my singlet's heavy because there's a lot of fabric. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. That goes up. No, but every pair of, like, the pants I have now, like, look, there's just... There's, Can I ask this question? It's just normal shit. Does this black hole have a sun? It, it only comes it does, occasionally. But, but it won't come. It only comes if there's a to wash fest. away your pain. <laughs> it won't. It won't. Okay. All right. Uh, <clears throat> by the way, does anything say cheapskate owner like the office the the Bengals set up for Zach Taylor, their head coach? Wait till you see the close up of this. The carpeting looks like it's fifty years old. He's in a conference room at the Ramada. <laughs> The Bengals, by the way, the notoriously cheapest uh, yes. football <laughs> team in the world, which is why they kept Marvin Lewis as their coach for so which long. Which is why this guy, Logan Wilson, doesn't look happy. Gained 46 pounds during college. So did I. He also, from what I understand, decided is going to decide that he's going to forego moving to Cincinnati and stay in Casper, Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I'll, <laughs> I'll commute. <Yeah. laughs> Alright. Uh, I'm going to kind of put these two together and I'm going to skip one and come back to it because these, I think, we've established from everybody. Why are we seeing high school footage? <clears throat> are true. Sorry, I don't no, understand this. Like, why? Be- because they don't have any footage from Wyoming. Oh, there's. I guess this is a Wyoming football game from high school. From Nathana County High School. Natrona. Well, all right. This Here's why. Which with Corona. And nobody's corona. talked about it in at least 15 minutes. Yeah, so we got to get back on and track. And I have not seen a commercial in about five minutes during, from this draft to tell me that we got to remember that we're all in this together. And Deion Sanders says we're all in this together and it's going to be okay. And he promises us. Yeah. Did you get Deion Sanders said no to uh, Melvin Gordon, by the way. Did you guys hear that? He asked for the number? Is that what he asked for Todd the number? He, uh, Todd, sorry, Todd Gurley, you're right. Melvin Gordon went to the Buccaneers, right? No, uh, Denver, Denver. You can't tell me that somebody hasn't had 21 in Atlanta. They have, but Todd Gurley was being polite and asking Deion Sanders if he could wear it. And, and Dion said no. And then, and then he, I hope Todd Gurley said, well, too bad, because I'm wearing yep, that shit anyway. He did. Okay, good. That's how that turned out. Good. Um, <clears throat> Another receiver just got picked. But by the way, the Packers don't pick for 30 more picks. So no receiver for them. Hey, but enjoy Funches. All right, go ahead. But uh, so we have two together that I think have been established is true. But if you guys wanted to add anything to it. Well, before you read that, I just want to say I'd rather have Ron Funches. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Well, he'll have some of those shoes that you can change. All right. Um, Bruiser Brody was supposed to do a shoot run-in on the first WrestleMania, right? I think okay. that's been established as true. Like, at this point, promoters and Ganya were trying to get anybody to fuck with anything. And then the second... Oh, wait. So, oh, oh, so an unscheduled run-in. Right. A shoot. Why didn't he do it? I don't know. 
I'll oh, tell you. Why. I know why because he always reneged on promises he made well, to other Booker. I would suggest it's because he was one person and the locker room had twenty five, yeah, and he would have got stomped nah, out. And if he got stomped out, he would have killed his whole career because. Right. Yeah. Well, well, what if he would have gone along with the Mongolian stomper, and then the stomper could have like stomped everyone else. He could have missed it, everyone, as they tried to run it. Yeah. And then the second one, which I think has been confirmed as being Vern Gagne, was that Iron Sheik was offered a hundred thousand dollars to break Hogan's legs instead of dropping the belt. Yes. Uh, you know what I'd like to add to that? I've never heard that before, honestly. Are you serious? Really? Yeah. Well, it was offered. What? According to the Sheik. Oh, okay. What about Sheik's erection? That's what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> I'm when, so shocked by that. When he goes to put the camel clutch on Hogan in that championship change match, he Huge is fu- He is so fucking hard. It grows. You see it grow. I never saw it grow. If you can have, uh, have you watched it. I didn't see it grow, but I seen the part like they zoomed in on it on one of the shoot interviews where he stands over Hogan and he goes like raises his hands up for a lob before he's going to put the the clutch on big fucking raging boner it gets huge it, it's i think i watched it 17 times once in a hotel room before we went to the show <laughs> you were there too i wasn't like masturbating on it so Vern offered it to the sheep yes 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 a hundred grand to break hogan's leg for jumping ship so basically Vern for jumping ship even though as much as i'm not a hogan fan uh, he was promised that title. Okay. Right? Here it comes. You, Am I you right? can watch it. It's going to eventually, he's going to. Like, he did, pro- Vern did promise the title to Hogan. He promised the title to Hogan. Mm-hmm. And. Here it comes. All right, now watch his junk. It, it's really choppy. Oh, my. Do you see that shit? I did thought, you see it? I thought he would just put another one of his boots no, in his trunk. No, he literally. <laughs> it does have a little curl yeah, to it. It, does. it <laughs> literally gets. Like it comes out, yeah. Um, and spit like it's rough. Vern promised him the title, reneged, mm-hmm. then said he would give him the title, but wanted a chunk of his money. Yeah, you know what? I I love I love the AWA because it's fond in my heart because that's what we grew up on, right? Yeah. However, if you go back and look at a lot of old AWA wrestling, it wasn't great. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. Okay, and. From what I hear about Vern more and more and more as I get older and hear from people who work for him, he kind of deserved to lose his promotion. I'll, you know when he deserved to lose his promotion? And I will. I watched a video about this the other night with Greg Gagne defending it, of course, because it's his dad. Yeah. When he retired as the champion. Yeah. Because he basically said, hey, this is my company of guys not good enough to beat a 50-year-old man. Right. Right. Now I'm you, leaving man. it, and now I'm cheer for these guys. What about when he killed that kraut? <laughs> Too far? It wasn't in the 40s, so I'm against it. <laughs> yeah, I um, I don't know. I just I hear stuff like that, and you know the breaking of people, and and I get the old schoolness to it. I know that a lot of promoters played those games, but you know he he reaped what he sowed. In a yep. lot of, I mean, and. He pulled it on Hogan at a time when Hogan could leave. How many guys did he pull it on that didn't have somewhere else to right, go? Right. I mean, if you think about it, what what the AWA would have eventually gone out of business because Vern was a bad businessman. But let's say he wasn't a bad businessman. 
I, keeping Hogan around would have at least slowed the growth of Vince McMahon. I think with Vince McMahon and his money and his world They'd domination. found somebody else. Yeah. I mean, some people thought before he murdered his girlfriend that Snooker could have been that guy, right? Yeah. So he would have found somebody. It but was Snooker Warrior may have still come around and it may have been Warrior. Sure. Surely. But that's further down the line. So let's let me ask you this. Because Warrior didn't even get into the business until like eighty five. So let's do this. Let's say Hogan doesn't leave the AWA and Snooka still ki- kills his girlfriend. Who's the guy? Who's the guy? At that Looking period at of their time, roster, who would it have been? Not one. Uh, what, what, what are we? Eighty four. Eighty four. Nineteen eighty four. WWF. Let me take. I a- hate to suggest this because he was limited wrestling, but he was a popular guy. Maybe the junkyard dog. Yeah, yeah. What about Orndorff? Orndorff for me always worked better as a heel than he did as a face. And WWF at the time was notorious for a babyface. Oh, yeah, champion. yeah, that's fair. What R- about Rene Goulet? Uh, no. What about Morocco turning face? Big guy. Maybe, again, but again, limited, he's a guy that but, so worked better for me as a as a heel than he did as a babyface. I, I picture, you I know, picture junkyard dog. Um, you know who it, who it probably would have been? Who? Barry Windham? Uh, Hillbilly too, Jim. Too small. No, because Hillbilly time. Jim was brought in by Hogan. Barry Windham was too small at the time. Yeah, he was. You're right. Uh, let's see. We got Rocky Johnson in here. Uh, Slaughter. Him and Tony Atlas were tag champs. They beat the Samoans. Uh, if you're looking for the American hero, if they could have. It could have been Slaughter. Slaughter. He was still working his ass off in '84. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Just interesting to think, right? Like, yeah. what what would they have done? I mean, because that would have been a thing they would have had to figure out. Yeah. They, they had Bob Orton Jr., but I don't know if he had the charisma. They had Big John Studd. They would, still they still had Andre. Would they have signed Bob Sweet Tan? <laughs> they had Piper, but they weren't going to turn Piper oh, face. Bugsy McGraw with his stupid fucking hat on. Yeah. They had Rotunda, and Rotunda and, and Tito San, yeah and Tito were. Santana. Yeah. But. You know, none of those. I, I feel like at that point, and I know it kind of flies in the face of my suggestion of Junkyard Dog, but I feel like Tito was never going to make it past mid-card because Vince was trying to get past that whole New York ethnic booking. Yeah. What about, okay, who would they have been able, let's say they, they make a run at Hogan, Hogan says no. Who would who could they have stolen from the NWA? Or uh, NWA. Kerry Von Erich. Let me rephrase that. Ricky okay. Steamboat. Because NWA is too vague. Who could they have sung from Crockett? Ricky Steamboat. I'd say Ricky Steamboat. Kerry, I don't think, was ready yet. David was further along in 84. But he wasn't. But David they didn't leave their dad. I'm trying to think of the body, though. It's the, Yeah, but Kerry wasn't ready in 84. Like, Steamboat, I, I don't know if you you could argue that even Steamboat wouldn't have had the look. That he was looking for, right? The larger-than-life yeah. guy? Yeah. Make, he wants know, a big dude. He wanted a big dude. I guess that takes us back to Orndorff. Right. That's my... <laughs> I mentioned him first. Yeah. Huh. So I would guess that would probably be it. And now Orndorff looks a lot like uh, Stan Hansen. So <clears throat> let's oh. get back to... Uh, uh, no, it's my turn oh, now. Oh, it's your turn. It's right. Kill, have as your manager, or kill, Chaz Moretti, mm-hmm. Peter B. Beautiful, mm-hmm. Dark Child. Oh, my God. I got to so pick one? I can answer this right now. All right, and it's easy. All right. I would kill Chaz Moretti. Okay. I would kill Peter B. 
and I'd have Dark Child as my manager. You know why? Because he's in jail, and I don't have to fucking deal with him. <laughs> All right, that's fair, Lane. How would you answer that? Oh God, I don't. I like everybody. Uh, that's what they tell me. I have a Dark Child T-shirt. It's one of my favorite T-shirts. The yeah. fabric's so comfortable. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, he touched a number of children and had child porn, but there's still the chance that that was all a setup. That's what I heard. <laughs> from him. Yeah. And friends of his. Not from him personally. I haven't talked to him. Oh, uh, you're not putting money on his books? No, not putting money on his books. Uh, what about Joe Exotic? You put any money on his books? No. Okay, just check it. Uh, I don't like Peter B. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't... You just said you like everybody. I like everybody except for Peter B. Okay. So you're killing Peter B. Unfortunately, something will kill him for me, but... But that's not the context <laughs> of the game. If I have to kill somebody, I'm going to kill Peter B. Okay. Uh, I'm going to probably kill Chaz, and I'm probably going to take... Uh, Dark Child. Dark Child as my manager, because I assume somebody's probably either raping him or killing him <laughs> in prison. That's fair. Right? So they're all going to probably end up dead. Dark, but fair. I, you know, I don't, but this is going to be unpopular for you guys. Oh man, he's going to fucking take Moretti as his manager. Yeah, because I, there's enough about the other two that I just don't want anything to do with. Yeah, but what do we not know about Chaz Moretti? I don't know. Something is going to. I'll tell you what we do know. He is uh, self-serving. He's prone to making ridiculous rants on the internet. Uh-huh. And I so he's like, like half it. of so he's like half the voice. True. But uh, like, no. What I mean is, uh, again, we're talking about three people that we presume to be, as far as we are aware, kind of uh, shitty people, right? So S- Scott, just talk to your grandson. It's fine. Nobody yeah. listens to this we, anyway. Yeah. Jack Jack, say hi. Hi, Jack Jack. You're screaming. Yeah. Good call. What do you think? Who would who who would you pick for your manager? Moretti or Peter so, B? Not Dark Child. Yeah. He's looking a lot less ginger today. What do you mean like redheaded? Yeah. He doesn't have red hair. Uh, I no longer feel like Jerry slept with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Good thing he doesn't have boots on or there'd be a snake in it. Can I ask a question? Does Jack-Jack ever walk around with, like, one of your sandals? Just, like, holding it? (laughs) (laughs) No. Not yet. One of your slides? Not yet. Not yet. Although he'd be... I'd be alright with him. Is it genetic? I feel bad saying I'd kill people. And you know what? For the most part, Peter B. has always been nice to me when I've been around him. Figuratively kill... Hey, uh, did you run out and kill fucking the golden girl that we didn't pick when we were supposed to fucking... <laughs> and here's the other thing. Remember, it could be figuratively killed because what's Peter B.'s specialty match? Yeah, be in the match. shits. Be in the shits. Okay. He's got to be doing something. He's been around for 104 years. Probably as long as I have been. Well, if you need somebody to work cheap and take an ass whooping... Yeah. There you go. No kidding. Uh, the original main event of WrestleMania 6 was supposed to be Hogan and Zeus. Oh my God, would that have been 
I don't what? believe that one because it ran its they had, already, well, right? yeah, they had already had him out there a couple times. I mean, Hogan probably wanted that one more match, so he got it in WCW later. I just want to say I like Tiny Lister. Yeah, he seems I, like a yeah, likable on Friday. On Friday. Well, on Friday movies, yeah. he's in Armed and Dangerous. Okay. Um, Evil. He's in, he's in the Dark Knight, one of my favorites. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. At is. the end, yeah, yeah. Yep. give me the switch. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, don't, I, I like Tiny Lister. But again, the problem back then. Now, I mean, the fourth wall has been broken again. But back then, you're basically telling me that an actor from a movie set could come in and fight Hogan, your champ. Yeah, they were trying to sell the movie, but it was it was not. So it was like great. David Arquette twenty years earlier. Yeah. And, he, and he just he had the look. He could have if he had actually started training to be ability, a wrestler, yeah. like far earlier. Maybe he could have made something of oh, it. Sure, but so who had a better look, him or uh, Terry Crews? Terry Terry Crews was more defined. Yeah. For sure, Terry Crews. Uh, before we move on from that topic, I just want to discuss something I heard on uh, something to wrestle with. It's a Zeus story. Okay. Uh, one of the job guys, Dusty Wolf or Dale Wolf, depending on if Dusty Rhodes worked for the company or not. Was, okay. Was Legend. assigned to Legend. drive him around. And when they arrived at an airport, he said, I'll go get the car. You get the bags. Dusty Wolf went to get the car. He pulled up in a red Cadillac or Continental or whatever. And Zeus refused to drive in it because it was red due to his gang affiliations in California. Oh, and he had so to call ahead and say, "Hey, we're gonna be late, and this is why." Hmm. And then when they got to the building, he said, "Everybody just kept stopping and asking, is it really true he wouldn't ride in a red car?'" Interesting. Yes, I didn't know that uh, they had that big of an outreach at that point in time. He was a famous guy. If somebody snapped a picture of him, I suppose, and it got back to his home. Yeah, yeah. All right. You got anything else? I got one last question. And it's going to be the last one that we do. Worst indie move, Canadian Destroyer (sighs) or Super Kick? And the answer is the knee DT. Any move is okay as long as it's done properly at the proper point. You can do a Canadian Destroyer in a match if you do it at a proper point. You can do a Super Kick in a match if you do it at a proper point. It's when you do it 38 times in a match. Problem with the super kick is okay. Let's let's take this three at one at a time for each one. Super sure. kick. I can't believe it to be a finisher anymore because everybody does it. Correct. And at spots in the match where it's not the finish. Okay. Right. So I don't mind the super kick. I just don't like it as the finish anymore. Okay. The Canadian destroyer on the flip side better not be anything but a finish. Right. Because a normal pilot here's the thing everybody's doing canadian destroyers and a normal pile driver is still a banned move in yeah 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 reverse people are doing reverse hurricane ranas which i feel is a far less safe move than a normal well-delivered pile driver yeah so i and and I, i i i can't follow that logic yeah i agree but yeah. And, and the, the knee DT is a great move. 
No, it isn't. Uh, but again, that is a finish. <laughs> I'd like. I mean, to it's, make a, it a it's a decent. To me, it's a. It's it's a decent move to set up a figure four. Yeah, any move, any move as long as it's executed at the right place, right time, and is done with the right purpose and sold correctly, is okay in wrestling. That's the beautiful thing about wrestling, is that it's you can do a number of things. The issue that wrestling's running into is that the style is killing every move. Well, of at course, this point. of course. And again, I don't want to pick on because they didn't start it. They weren't the first to, to, to do it, but the AEW style of wrestling is, for me, hard to watch. You know, really, it goes back to TNA. Or the Ring of Honor scramble style matches. I think some in some ways, to Which be fair, I was a fan of. It goes back to some ECW. Because... With the EC, hardcore stuff. Well, no, yeah. no. EC, so ECW was always a weird thing to me, because you'd have four different styles of match on the show. You have the hardcore... Then you'd have a really good Matt Classic, especially when they had like Malenko. Guerrero, Malenko, right? yeah. And then you'd have a match where there would be 17 finishers and it would end in a roll-up. That was where this started. And then it kind of went away, and then it's been brought back. But there was a lot of that going on in ECW. Right. So that was kind of the early seeds being sown of the not selling big moves. Yeah, the, the wrestling that we were taught, or the wrestling that we were trained as the right style, that took a long time to kind of well for me it took a long time for me to actually have it click and Armani says that too Armani always said if you know the first 10 years he it took him 10 years before he figured out what a match is supposed to look like right sure, sure. Um, that's just not the style now if you watch wrestling on TV which is what the wrestling on the uh, indies imitates the style of wrestling is no longer shine cut off heat but, false, come back, finish. But, okay. but here's the thing. This is what I think is funny. Because people shit on the WWE as not being good wrestling and those guys can't work, which is garbage. Cause they all no, can. They, all cl- they can work fine. But here's what's interesting. They're of the major companies, and I'll still impact in there as a major company. Well, mm-hmm. The ones that's closest to still doing it that way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's funny how they catch the most heat from the, I call it the loud minority of, of internet wrestling fans, right? Mm-hmm. But they're actually the ones who still do it closest to the way, which is funny because at one point Vince was the guy who was going to tear down everything that was traditional, but yet he's got the most traditional style <clears throat> of all of them. Well, the style now is, uh, you know, very little crowd work. It's... Uh, spot, reaction, spot, reaction, false, 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 finish. Is basically what the what the the style is with parts of the original formula peppered in sometimes. The one thing that really aggravates me to watch a <laughs> WWE match because it's in every match is the three clotheslines and the comeback. Oh, sure. Every single match. Sure. Clothesline bump up, clothesline bump up, clothesline bump up. Remember when we started working, we a promoter would a, a promoter would have gotten pissed if like that same sequence happened in more than two matches on the whole show. Right. And it ends up being in like 70%. It's in everything. 80, yeah. yeah. And there was also the 
when I started working where you would learn something in training and everybody was trained by the same person and then it was in every match. Right. <laughs> How many shows did we work on where the same lockup sequence arm ringer would happen like consecutively mm-hmm. to start a match? Mm-hmm. It's wrestling, you know. It's, it, I mean, it's just what it is, right? So it once is. again, the moderate that I am likes it somewhere in between the cookie cutter and what you see in AEW. I like kind of the the middle ground a little bit. And you can be, a, and and I'm being this way, which is crazy, but you can be a kind of a grumpy old man about it. But in order for us to stay relevant, we have to evolve with the times and try to take what we know and I watched evolve a, it through. I watched a clip from AEW the other night. Mm-hmm. And it's because I like and also dislike at the same time the Orange Cassidy gimmick. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. And it was him and Jimmy Havoc. I enjoy it. And in small doses, though, right? Like, you would never sit and watch a two-hour best of Orange Cassidy. No, but it's okay. a good part of a show. So... The thing I noticed in the clip is he blew his gimmick. He blew his gimmick. Bye. He did the suicide dive. Yeah. With his hands not in his pockets. Okay. Oh, okay, sure. Was it when he was in in fired up mode? Was he fired? Well, he was doing the suicide, so he had to be fired up. At that time. <laughs> but he always does it with his hands in his pockets. Like towards the end of the match, he got to the fired up part. Okay. But he did the suicide, he hit like two more things, again with his hands not in his pockets, and then uh, Jimmy Havoc took over again. And by the way, some of, I, some of Jimmy Havoc's stuff, if you watch the progress stuff from Britain or if you have access to it, I actually really enjoy Jimmy Havoc's work. You can have him. I, I know he's not your type or I know he's not going to be either of you guys' style, but that guy can work. Uh, you can have him. You like, what do you guys think of Sammy Callahan? You can have him. Uh, he never did anything for no, me. No, me either. And I have, again, I know I shouldn't be this guy, it, but it's hard. When you hear people tell, like, I've heard a lot of people tell stories about him being who he is. Like, he's kind of a, a dick to people. Yeah. I have a hard time separating. And I know that's, everybody's got their own thing. If you can separate it, you can separate it. To me, I don't know, man. Like, I, I hear so many stories, I'm like, yeah, this guy's a piece of crap. Well, I mean, you can separate it with Shawn Michaels because Shawn Michaels, if you watch his matches, well, yeah. were so amazing. Like, uh, for a company like Impact, it's not too much of a risk to book the guy. Right. Okay? But when you see, like, it was at least a year ago, possibly two, where he got booked for AAW down in Chicago and was busting chairs. Oh, yeah. And the guy from the building got on the mic and was like, stop breaking those chairs. And he started breaking more. Yeah. It's like, you're going to cost us a building here, man. Right. Well, even in Impact, he hit that dude in the face with a baseball bat. That was an accident. It It was was, an accident. It was Eddie Edwards. (laughs) Yep. It was an accident. I'm not going to... Like, it's a shit spot. Yep. That shouldn't have been done. Yep. But he didn't hit him in the face with the bat on purpose. He hit the chair. He didn't get enough of the chair. It was an unsafe It hit him in the face. It should have never been done. There shouldn't be a baseball bat. Call that the Sting. Sting? He's a man called Sting. He's a man called Sting. 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 Sting.
Same song. They were all the same song because it was written by Michael Hayes. Bad Street, (laughs) U.S. of A. Man, he calls Sting. Hey, getting back to what we talked about earlier with the stupidity on the wrestling groups. Yeah. Okay. When are people going to just admit that Jimmy Garvin was a free bird? Uh, Yeah, I mean, of course he was a free bird. He was a free bird for longer than... But every time I see a post, it's a picture. It's always Robert's Gordian. It is, okay? And I'm fine with that, that that's the picture you chose. But blatantly in the comments, people say, I don't think Jimmy Garvin was a freebird. He was in the Bad Street USA video. How long did he need to be around? Let me tell you a couple things. He was in there. He was a tag team with Michael Hayes called the Fabulous Freebirds in WCW. So there's that. Well, how about the fact that in 1985, in a steel cage, 85 or 86, uh, Super Clash at Comiskey Park, mm-hmm. Jimmy Garvin, Michael Hayes versus the Road Warriors announced as the Freebirds. Correct. And before that happened, the Freebirds helped him and Steve Regal, the real Steve Regal, Mr. Electricity, beat the Road Warriors for the tag title. I would have to sit down and look at the timelines. But I believe Jimmy Garvin was a free bird longer than Buddy Roberts. That's yeah. where that's where yeah. I was going. Yeah, because Buddy Roberts turned on Michael Hayes for a long time. Correct. If you remember too. Correct. Uh, and was was like Angel of Death and somebody and, else and the Simone SWAT team. Right. And the other thing that's interesting is if you listen to any documentary, even when they were in Texas and Jimmy Garvin wasn't an official member of the Freebirds, still he was living at their house. Right. Like they. Right. So I mean, it and you know what. It's not an insult to call him a freebird because he's a good worker. Yeah, he's a good worker. Right. Sure. Equal to the talent level of a Michael Hayes in the ring, maybe yeah. not. I would say better than Michael, yeah, better Hayes, than in Michael Hayes in the ring. Yeah. yeah. So. And good on the mic. Not good on the mic. Yep. I mean. So and like the gimmick's super easy to kind of just shoehorn in there, like it just fit in there. I and I don't want anybody to get mad about this either. <clears throat> I, w- I really never cared for, and again, I was young, forgive me, when I first encountered the Freebirds, I was like 13, I was never a Buddy Roberts guy. I'm going to tell you, Buddy Roberts was a bump dummy. Yeah. Okay? Uh, nothing against the guy. Yeah. But you you weren't going to toss yeah, Terry yeah. Gordy around. Yeah. And Michael Hayes' bumps weren't good enough to be the bump dummy. Right. So that left Buddy Roberts. Yeah. And admittedly... The reason he was there was to keep those guys under control. Which wasn't working very well. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he didn't do very So he failed there. Right. Yeah, so, um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I don't think, uh, yeah, I, I don't think anybody should. And, and what's the, by the way, speaking of Garvin, this just popped in my head. And I know we, I know we talked about it on the show or if I just sent you the video. Do you remember the Garvin face turn? When Ronnie Garvin got burnt? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I remember being again being young, maybe fifteen when that happened. I thought that was like amazing. Like when he stormed into the heel locker room, uh-huh. like that was kind of cool. Do you remember that? Right? I don't. I don't think I've ever seen that. So I've never seen the interview clip, but I've heard about it repeatedly on the Jim Cornette podcast. Which one? When he talks about when he makes the face turn? When uh, when Jimmy Garvin makes the face yeah, turn? Yeah. Okay. But prior to that, when he throws the fireball, apparently Jim Cornette thought it would be a good idea to go on TV and say that Ronnie Garvin went up like the challenger. Oh, 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember after the fireball incident on WCW Saturday night or NWA Championship Wrestling, World Championship Wrestling. Um, Cornette was suspended, and J- Jim Crockett came out and told them that the Midnight Express that they're gonna Garvin's gonna get his hand on blah 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 blah. And then Garvin does a really cool babyface uh, promo, and you're like, oh, I'm really buying this. And then fucking Ronnie Garvin, who just had his face burned, who should have some fire, no pun intended, gave a fucking dead clam fucking promo. <laughs> Because that's what he would do. Yeah, I'm like, Jimmy's more fired up than you are, and Jimmy didn't get burnt. Not every promo that Ronnie Garvin had in it had money he could just rub on his chest. <laughs> hey, uh, not counting gimmicks like a David Arquette. Yeah. Ronnie Garvin, worst world champion choice. Oh, yeah. 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 There's the... There has to have been. Here, now, they knew it was so bad, he didn't defend the title yeah, for a month. Yeah, and, and here's why I'm going to say it's the worst. Because... At the time, you had a lot to choose from. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be different if you had a depleted roster, and that was all you could do. This was 86. Yeah, 86 or 87. I'm pretty sure 86. And it was a callback, because a year and a half earlier, they already had a feud, Garvin and Flair. Right. So it was just kind of a, a rehash of something we've already seen at one point. Um, so what bothers me about it is... Um, I, I just thought that uh, they, they could have gotten somebody better than that. So I think when you add all of that into it, I think that he, mm-hmm. he might have been the worst choice just because of what they had to choose from. Now, later on in the late 90s, when the NWA wasn't affiliated with WCW anymore, sure, there were plenty of other worst world champs. But for the talent pool they had, that was pretty bad. I'm just looking it up right now, but I'm almost certain... It's 86. Um, why are you doing this to me right now, Wikipedia, when you could just say when he won the title? Oh, you are correct. 87. September of 87. Yeah. And then didn't defend Until November it. of 87. Right. Without a title defense. Right. Without a single title right. defense. Yeah. So even if you thought it was a good choice to make Ronnie Garvin the champion, which they clearly did not... How were they helping him as a babyface hiding behind the title for 60 days? Yeah. We're already going long. So okay. I, I'm, we've gone long at this okay, point. Okay, but we can't go much longer. I, I, I know. But I'm just going to go ahead because I found this list that is on the internet. and we can just Is this like world champions? The, the 12 worst world champions ever. Okay, let's hear some Sold. of this because some of it might... Uh, and this will be our wrap. By the way, topic. a great pick yeah. by the Saints, Zach Bond. Twelve. Good job again, but that's a class. That's class organization. Go ahead. The twelve worst heavyweight champion of all time. I do not agree with DDP. Uh, he was perfectly capable. Yeah. If it would have been ninety-seven when he was hot and through the roof, uh, when he was wearing the jeans and selling the rib injury, yeah, yeah. and just diamond cutting everybody in the NWO. Yeah. Great world champion. Well, here, here's the thing. We're not going to call back to it, but we talked about like a guilty pleasure. I always like DDP, and I love the fact Me that too. he's self-trained himself. I actually like DDP better when he was a lower-level guy. Ah. Than like the he, feuds with Raven? Like the matches with Raven? The feud with the Macho Man, yeah. which is oh, really what yeah, built him, yeah. and probably... The year leading up to that. I yeah. thought you meant like early 90s. You like meant like 94. Max like Max Muscle. No, 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 no. But no, no I, 
where you're at, yes. Yeah. I thought he was a wonderful baby face. Yeah. When they took him out of his gear and then he was just yeah. wearing the jeans or whatever and hitting the diamond cutter out of anywhere. Right. That was great. Right? He actually did the gimmick of hitting that move out of anywhere better than Randy Orton. Yeah, I was going to say. Because yeah. literally all Randy Orton does is run up on somebody and hit it from right. like, literally out of nowhere. Right. But DDP would get it from different different angles, angles and, and shit. Yep. Yeah, that was great. Uh, number 11, Alberto Del Rio. Yeah, that, that's okay. I mean, again, not a bad wrestler. No, but again, a deep. There was a deeper pool there. I think that's why. Yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah. Number ten, and I think this is probably accurate, but for a monetary reason, uh, Kevin Nash. Diesel when? was not a good wrestler. Diesel but was a believable least. wrestler because of his size. I, Diesel we made t- no money well, though. Hang on, are we talking about Diesel as WWE champion or WCW champion? Uh. I, it just says here, uh, Kevin Nash. Because I think he was, I think it was okay for him to be the WWF champion. I think the WCW championship run was garbage. Uh, Abyss's 2006 NWA title run in TNA would be number nine. I know what happened. I sure don't remember much from no, it. Okay, number eight, uh, Bradshaw, JBL. Which I thought I don't that know, man, it kind of fit his gimmick though. He like had a lot of heat. I know that he was supposed to be just like a rich oil tycoon, but he almost came off as presidential with the yeah. Secret Service Basham brothers and yeah, yeah, you know. And I don't like Bradshaw as a person, but I don't mind that title run. The one uh, number seven, Mighty Igor Vodich. That's going to be before my time. That's uh, not... I know who Mighty Igor is. 65. He had it for one week in the AWA. He took it off of Mad Dog Vachon. I would say that that probably fits, only because if you think of what Vern did from a booking standpoint, the fact that he gave somebody the title for a week is weird. That's fine, but if if Otto Vons doesn't make this list then... Apparently... I'm going to be pissed. Apparently this was a common thing. During this time, Vachon dropped the belt for short periods to faces and then would just take it, it almost pre-dusty dusty oh, kind of build stuff. up his legacy of, yeah. but look beatable at the same time uh six and i think this again has been monetarily proven would be stan stasiak that was only a week that was a transition champion yeah well most of these guys you would figure would be transition champion yeah. oh number five i think we great kali oh that's gonna be Jesus bad fuck. that's gonna be bad yeah. I can't believe that's only five. Yeah. Well, number what? number four is Vince McMahon. Mm. Uh, also bad. Mm. Number three is Wayne Munn. Who the fuck is Wayne Munn? Uh, he Are is, you looking at a black and white picture right now? It's ni- It's the 20s. Oh, 25. Sh- Who the well, fuck was Yeah, how can you put that Why, on? because he let a Kearney go over on him? Because his name was Munn? Or, I mean, uh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, of course. His name sounds like he might one, be mentally One slow. dude wrote this who writes for Bleacher Report. And has, so. a, has a real fucking axe to grind with the Munn family. <laughs> yeah, boy, I think he's biased against the 20s wrestling. Uh, number two, Arquette. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't even think you could put him that high up on the list now because of how much respect he gained in his... But at the time. At the time. At the time. And then, he, was, he was strapped simply for his notoriety. And then number one is Russo. Oh, yeah. Of course. 
All right, but the fact that Ronnie Garvin doesn't make the list yeah, anywhere is bullshit. Yeah, because because I because Bradshaw was a better champion than Ronnie Garvin. Right, and then Bradshaw was you, a great heel. You want to tell me about uh, who was the AWA guy again? Uh, Mighty Igor. Mighty Igor. But you want to gloss over the fact that Otto Vons just came and wrote a check to Vern Gagne, so he got to go over on well, Nick so Bockwinkel. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you. But Saruta could work. No, Otto Vons was I just agree. a big I fat agree. fuck from Germany. But, but what does that tell you to go back to my my but, my spiel about Vern? I mean, he he talks about how that belt meant so much, and that's why he held it with such reverence. But then he'd sell it off. Right. But Otto Vons uh, basically was German wrestling for many years after that, wasn't he? Because he, he was, was like, promoting. Yeah. He was the only guy. Yeah, and it's yeah. And just like uh, uh, Don, uh, not Don Morocco, uh, Dino Bravo was Montreal wrestling because he was the promoter. Right. Or like the Scorpions were, were rock and roll in did Germany. You guys, did you guys watch the Dino Bravo thing? I did. did no, you? I haven't yet seen. His yeah. wife was in on it, right? get that feeling who the fuck takes a six-year-old out to the ballet from 9 p.m until yeah. 12 30 in the morning i get that feeling and the door was unlocked from people uh, who have tickets to a ballet that runs around. yeah i think she was in on it um and so was the mob i think that they didn't like the fact that he that 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 stash of cigarettes got found i'm not saying the mob didn't kill him right no no, no i'm right. saying somebody called yeah, her she was, yeah. and said get the fuck out or you're going down too correct yeah she knew about it and I have a real hard time with the fact that his so-called best friend that lives next door didn't hear 13 gunshots. <laughs> yeah. Really? Wrap it. Really, it only takes one. All right. Well, transition that out. All right, well, speaking of Bravo, hey, thank you, <laughs> everybody, for uh, listening to our extended uh, sequester. Let's just call it sequester version. Yeah, I feel like when we get together again, we'll still be sequestered, but maybe not. Maybe we'll be ample, but we'll still be here. So what does it matter? And there's less than ten of us, and we're roughly six feet apart. We're fine. Yeah. All right. Cool. All uh, right. Well. And if coronavirus tries to get me, I'll just hit it with some Krav Maga. With the stick, Jack Spade. Thank you very much. I'm Scott Williams. Stay safe. Peace.